Hello, my friends. This is Nikki. Welcome to episode 40 of Learning About the Lord. Today we see Jesus walking along a shady road all alone. By the way, I am reading from Maria Valtorta, Volume 1, Poem of the Man-God. The place is deserted in the early morning hour. The sun has just risen. Jesus crosses a primeval little bridge, a trunk of a tree half-planed thrown across the torrent. He goes on his way on the other bank. Now there are walls and gates and some merchants with vegetables and foodstuffs crowding near the gates. Donkeys are busy braying and brawling. Also their owners are scuffling in robust style. Insults and blows with cudgels are aimed at not only the donkeys' backs, but also to human heads. Two men are quarreling in earnest because the donkey of one of them has helped itself from the basket of lettuce of the other and eaten quite a lot of it. They are in such a rage that from under their short tunics they pull out two short large knives. They look like short pointed daggers and glint in the sun. The screams of women and shouts of men are heard everywhere but no one tries to separate the men who are ready for a rustic duel. Jesus, who is walking, thoughtful, raises his head. He sees the fight and rushes between the two. Stop, in the name of God, he orders. No, says one of the men. I want to fix this cursed dog once and for all. And so do I, says the other. You are fond of fringes, I'll make a fringe for you with your bowels. The two move fast around Jesus, pushing him, insulting him to get rid of him, endeavoring to strike each other, but without success, because Jesus, moving his mantle carefully, wards off the blows and interferes with their aiming. He gets his mantle torn. People shout, Come away, Nazarene! You will be the loser! But he does not move and endeavors to calm them, reminding them of God, in vain, the two rivals are mad with rage. The power of miracle can be seen radiating from Jesus. For the last time he shouts, I order you to stop it. No, shouts one of the men. Get out of the way. Go your way, dog of a Nazarene. Jesus then stretches out his hands with his powerful bright look. He does not say one word but the blades fall in pieces to the ground as if they were made of glass and had clashed against a rock. The two men look at the short, useless handles left in their hands. Astonishment deadens wrath. Also, the astonished crowd shout. And now, asks Jesus severely, where is your strength? Also, the soldiers on duty at the gate, who rushed out at the latest shouts, stare surprised, and one bends down to pick up the fragment of the blades and test them on his nails, not believing they were made of steel. And now, repeats Jesus, where is your strength? On what did you base your right? On those bits of metal now lying in the dust? On those splinters of metal which had no other strength but to induce you to a sin of wrath against a brother? thus depriving you of all the blessings of God, and consequently of all strength. Oh, how miserable are those who rely on human means to win, 
and who do not realize that holiness and not violence will make us winners both on the earth and beyond it, because God is with the just. Listen, people of Israel, and you, soldiers of Rome, the word of God speaks to all the sons of man, and the Son of Man will not reject the Gentiles. The second commandment of the Lord is a commandment of love for our neighbors. God is good and wants good will in his children. Who is not kindly disposed towards his neighbor cannot consider himself a son of God, neither can he have God in himself. Man is not an animal without reason that rushes at and bites a prey. Man has reason and a soul. With his reason he must behave as a man. With his soul he must behave as a saint. Who behaves differently lowers himself below animals. He stoops down to embrace demons because a soul becomes wicked with the sin of wrath. Love, I say nothing else. Love your neighbors as the Lord God of Israel prescribes. Do not always be of Cain's blood. And why are you so? For the sake of a few coins, you who might have become murderers, for a few palms of land, for a better position, for a woman, what are such things? Are they eternal? No. They last less than a lifetime, which lasts an instant of eternity. And what do you lose if you follow them? The eternal peace promised to the just and which the Messiah will bring you together with his kingdom. Come on to the way of truth. Follow the voice of God. Love one another. Be honest. Be moderate. Be humble and fair. Go and meditate. Who are you? Ask three or four people around him. Who speak such words and break swords with your willpower? Only one can do such things, the Messiah. Not even John the Baptist is greater than he is. Are you perhaps the Messiah? Yes, I am, says Jesus. You, they say, are you the one who cures sick people and preaches God in Galilee? I am, says Jesus. I have an old mother who is dying. Cure her, says one. And I, see, I am losing all my strength because of my pains. My children are still young. Cure me, says another. Go home, says Jesus. Your mother this evening will prepare your supper. And you, be healed. I want it. The crowd roars with joy. Then they ask, your name, your name. Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus, Jesus, Hosanna, Hosanna, the crowd shouts. The crowd is jubilant. The donkeys now can do what they like. No one pays any attention to them. Mothers rush out from the town as the news has obviously spread, and they lift up their little ones. Jesus blesses and smiles, and he endeavors to make his way through the acclaiming crowd to enter the town and go his way. But the crowd will not hear of it. Stay with us in Judea, in Judea. We are the sons of Abraham too, they shout. Master, Judas runs towards him. Master, you arrived before me, but what is happening? The rabbi has worked a miracle, not in Galilee, but here. We want him here, say the crowd. See, master, says Judas, 
The whole of Israel loves you. It is only fair you should stay here too. Why do you not want to? It is not that I do not want to, Judas, says Jesus. I came here by myself that the roughness of the Galilean disciples might not irritate the subtleness of the Judeans. I want to gather all the sheep of Israel under the scepter of God. That is why I said to you, Take me, says Judas. I am a Judean, and I know how to deal with my equals. Will you therefore remain in Jerusalem? For a few days, says Jesus, to wait for a disciple who is also a Judean. Then I will go through Judea. Oh, I will come with you, says Judas. I will accompany you. You will come to my village. I will take you to my house. Will you come, Master? I will come, says Jesus. Have you any news of the Baptist, since you are a Judean and you live with the mighty ones? I know that he is still in jail, says Judas, but they want to set him free because the crowds are threatening a revolt if they do not get their profit. Do you know him? Yes, I do, says Jesus. Don't forget John the Baptist is Jesus' cousin. Do you like him, asks Judas? What do you think of him? And Jesus answers, I think no one has been more like Elijah than he is. Do you really consider him the precursor? asks Judas. Yes, he is, says Jesus. He is the morning star announcing the sun. Blessed are those who through his preaching have prepared themselves for the sun. John is very severe, says Judas. No more with others than he is with himself, answers Jesus. That is true, says Judas, but it is difficult to follow him in his penance. You are more kind, and it is easy to love you. And yet, says Jesus, yet what, master, says Judas? Yet, as he is hated because of his austerity, I will be hated because of my goodness, because they both preach God, and God is disliked by the wicked. But it is to be thus, as he precedes me in preaching, so he will precede me in death. Woe to the killers of penance and goodness. Why, Master, have you always such sad forecasts, says Judas? The crowds love you. You saw that. Because I am sure, says Jesus. Humble people do love me, but the crowd is not all humble and of humble people. But I am not sad. It is a placid vision of the future and compliance with the will of the Father who sent me for that, and I have come for that. Here we are at the temple. I am going in to teach the crowds, and if you wish, you may stay. I will stay with you, says Judas. There is only one thing I wish, to serve you and let you triumph. So here we see how Jesus tried to bring calm and order between two men who were in a rage and they wouldn't listen to him. They wanted to act on their anger, on their wrath and he had to work a miracle to disarm them, forcing them to stop their actions. He said that they were sinning in wrath and don't forget that wrath is one of the deadly sins, one of the seven deadly sins. Okay, And I'm sure that some of us have experienced rage, anger, fury, and have wanted to act out on it. 
hopefully not with knives and murder in mind, but still a blindness, a fury. And Jesus says, stop and think about what you're doing and look at what you're doing. And remember that to be of God, you have to act like God. You have to love each other. You have to give way to each other. You have to resolve your differences with words, with action, with um, virtuous action, and not attacking each other. Now Jesus enters the temple and speaks with the official there to get permission to teach, to preach. And he has to identify himself, who he is, and where he was born. And he says, I am Jesus of Joseph of Jacob of the house of David, and of Mary of Joachim of the house of David, and of Anne of Aaron, Mary the Virgin, married in the temple by the high priest, according to the law of Israel, because she was an orphan. Jesus says, I was born at Bethlehem, at Bethlehem Ephrathah, whence my family comes. If now I live in Galilee, it is only to fulfill the given sign. The official goes away, and Judas asks Jesus, Why did you not say that you are the Messiah? And Jesus says, My words will say so. And Judas asks, Which is the sign to be fulfilled? And Jesus answers, The union of Israel under the teaching of the word of Christ. So here Jesus is referring to Christianity. He continues, I am the shepherd of whom the prophets speak, and I have come to gather all the sheep of every region. I have come to cure the sick ones and put the wandering ones on a good pasture. There is no Judea or Galilee, no Decapolis or Idumea for me. There is only one thing, the love that sees with one glance only and joins in one embrace only in order to save. Jesus is inspired. Rays of light seem to be emanating from him. So happily he smiles at his dream. Judas, amazed, stares at him. People draw near, fascinated and struck by their different magnificence. Jesus begins to speak. This morning on entering Zion, I saw two children of Abraham who were ready to kill each other for a few coins. I could have cursed them in the name of God, because God says, You shall not kill. And he also says that who does not maintain the law is to be cursed. But I felt pity for their ignorance of the spirit of the law, and I only prevented them from committing murder, that they may have the opportunity of repenting, knowing God, serving Him in obedience, loving not only those who love them, but also their enemies. Yes, Israel, a new day is rising for you, and the commandment of love is becoming brighter. Does the year begin with the foggy month of Ethanim, or the sad month of Chislev, the days of which are shorter than a dream, and its nights longer than a calamity? No, it begins with the flowery, sunny, happy month of Nisan, when everything smiles, and the heart of man, even the most poor and sad one, opens to hope, because summer is coming, with its crops, sunshine, and fruit, when it is sweet to sleep on a meadow full of flowers, under a starry sky, 
and it is easy for man to nourish himself, because every clod of earth bears herbs or fruit to satisfy his hunger. Here, Israel, winter, the time of expectation, is over. Here is now the joy of the promise which is being accomplished. The bread and wine are about to be ready for your hunger. Jesus here is referring to the Eucharist, the Holy Communion, the Holy Bread and Holy Wine, which are his body and his blood. Jesus continues, The sun is among you. Everything breathes more freely and sweetly under this sun. Also the precept of our law, the first and most holy of the holy precepts, love your God and love your neighbor. In the dim light granted to you so far, you were told, love those who love you and hate your enemies, and you could not have done any better, because the wrath of God still weighed upon you, owing to Adam's sin of estrangement. And your enemy was not only who crossed the borders of your fatherland, but also who did you wrong privately, or you thought he had done. Hatred, therefore, was smoldering in every heart, because which man intentionally or unintentionally does not give offense to his brother, and which man reaches an old age without being offended. I say to you, love also those who offend you. Do that, considering that Adam and every man through him is a sinner against God, and there is no one who can say, I have not offended God. And yet God forgives. Not once only he forgives, but dozens of times. He forgives thousands of times, as it is proved by the fact that man still exists on the earth. Forgive, therefore, as God forgives. And if you cannot do it out of love for the brother who injured you, do it for the love of God, who gives you bread and life, who protects you in your worldly needs, and has arranged all events to procure eternal peace for you in his bosom. This is the new law, the law of God's springtime, of the flowery time of grace among men, of the time that will bear you a matchless fruit that will open the gates of heaven for you. The voice that spoke in the desert is no longer heard. Here Jesus is referring to his cousin John the Baptist, his precursor. But it is not mute. It still speaks to God on behalf of Israel and still speaks to every Israelite with an honest heart. And it says, after teaching you to do penance, to prepare the ways to the Lord who is coming, and to be charitable, giving what is surplus to those who lack even what is necessary, and to be honest without extorting and vexing, it says, The Lamb of God, He who takes away the sins of the world, who will baptize with the fire of the Holy Spirit, is amongst you. He will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat. Endeavor to recognize him whom the precursor indicates to you. His suffering is imploring God to give you light. See, may your spiritual eyes be opened. You will recognize the light that is coming. I pick up the voice of the prophet announcing the Messiah, and with the power I receive from the Father, I amplify it, 
and I add my authority to it, and I call you to the truth of the law. Prepare your hearts for the grace of the oncoming redemption. The Redeemer is amongst you. Blessed are those who will be worthy of being redeemed, because they are men of good will. Peace be with you. Someone asks, Are you a disciple of the Baptist, since you speak of him with such veneration? Jesus says, I was baptized by him on the banks of the Jordan before he was imprisoned. I venerate him because he is holy in the eyes of God. I solemnly tell you that among the children of Abraham there is no one greater in grace than he is. From his birth to his death the eyes of God will rest upon that blessed man without any feeling of disdain. Did he give you any assurance about the Messiah? the man asks. His word, which does not lie, pointed out the living Messiah to those present, answers Jesus. Where, when, they ask. When it was time to do so, says Jesus. But Judas feels bound to say to everybody, The Messiah is he who is speaking to you. I declare it because I know him and I am his first disciple. Now you'll notice that Judas is saying a lie here. He is not Jesus' first disciple. And he was not there on the river Jordan when the Holy Spirit descended and the voice of God was heard, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The people become frightened and move away, but Jesus is so sweet that they gather around him again. Ask him to work some miracles. He is powerful. He can cure. He can read your hearts. He can answer all your questions, says Judas. Tell him on my behalf that I am not well, says someone in the crowd. My right eye is blind. My left one is already failing. Master, says Judas. Judas, Jesus, who is caressing a little girl, turns around. Master, says Judas, this man is almost blind and he wants to see. I told him you can cure. I can cure who has faith, says Jesus. Have you faith, man? I believe in the God of Israel. I come here to enter the Bethzatha pool, but there is always someone before me. Can you believe in me? asks Jesus. If I believe in the angel of the pool, should I not believe in you, who your disciple says are the Messiah? answers the man. Jesus smiles. He wets his finger with saliva and lightly touches the diseased eye. What can you see? he asks. I see things without the fog I used to see. Are you not curing the other one? asks the man. Jesus smiles once again. He repeats the operation on the blind eye. What can you see? he asks, removing his fingertip from the closed eyelid. Oh, Lord of Israel, I can see as well as when I was a little boy running on the meadows. May you be blessed for ever and ever, the man cries, kneeling at Jesus' feet. Go, says Jesus, be good now, out of gratitude to God. A Levite, who arrived towards the end of the miracle, asks, On what authority do you do such things? Jesus says, Are you asking me? I will tell you, 
if you answer a question, according to you, who is greater, a prophet who prophesies the Messiah or the Messiah himself? What a question, says the Levite. The Messiah is greater. He is the Redeemer promised by the Most High. Well then, says Jesus, why did the prophets work miracles? On what authority? The Levite answers, On the authority given to them by God to prove to the crowds that God was with them. Well, says Jesus, I work miracles on the same authority. God is with me. I am with him. And I thus prove to the people that what I say is true, and that the Messiah, with a greater right and a greater power, can do what the prophets were able to do. Thank you for joining me. I ask the Lord to bless you all. Please go with God.